Welcome to the Side Hustle of the Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Parekh. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Today's guest is Sarah Flores. Sarah is the co-founder of Loli's Streetery, a Tex-Mex food truck, home of the original Loaded Street Corn Bowl. She runs the business along with her sister, Sabrina Lozano. They're based in Corpus Christi, Texas. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, Sanjay. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to have you on because I think all of us kind of dream of doing food trucks and things like that. I think it's the the allure of it with TV shows and everything. But before we start talking about the business, give us a little bit about your background and what got you to where you are right now. Well, I have no professional culinary experience, no entrepreneurial experience. Um, I... I started the business with my sister when we were kind of both at this crossroads of our lives of um, wanting to do something for ourselves. And um, my background is I've worked in entertainment, uh, performance, I've worked in um, concierge, I've worked in like sales, I've worked in, I've worked in all these different avenues of, of things. And I never really felt like they lined up for anything specifically until I started a business and somehow all of these skills that I've learned have, you know, kind of given me the tools that I need for our business. Um, but we've started the food truck. We've been running it for about two years now. And so far we've been doing all right. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, like you've got this background in dealing with people and, and customer engagement and things like that. Um, I imagine that has really helped because that's all, a, a street, you know, a, a food truck is about is like that hand to hand combat with customers, right? Of, yes. of like engaging yes. with them and, and bringing them in. Um, do, do you draw upon those lessons a lot uh, or do they get reinforced when you're working the food truck? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so many um, different parts of this business, but one of the really, really big important ones is our engagement with consumers, because that's what I mean, we would not be anything without the people that love us and try our food and come back. So we try to appreciate that about people. Uh, we, we have our regulars who are just our favorite people in the world. You know, we have our people that came to our side of the road food truck when we had no idea what we were doing and they're still with us two years later. So we try to recognize those people. We try to, um, you know, hey, I saw you last week, you know, what you doing? You want your, you want your usual? Uh, and just, and there's things that happen where it's maybe not so fun with, you know, consumers and stuff and, and we're not perfect, we mess up or things get lost in communication. So that recovery and, and trying to speak just in the best way that we can to our consumers is, is so important for our business. 
Yeah. Is this uh, the first time you've done anything entrepreneurial or did you do things when you were younger, when you were a kid? Was there any entrepreneurs in the family? Yeah. So um, mine and Sabrina's our dad. Uh, we He has been an entrepreneur forever. He, uh, he's just one of those guys that's just always in something. Oh, like I, I, I found this, so I'm going to make it a business. You know, just that kind of guy. Uh, what really kind of helped him excel is uh, he has a business in real estate and, um, you know, kind of the house flipping things and uh, just him and my mom do this together where uh, he he does one side of it and my mom does the other and they come together and they're just able to to function a business. So we have had um, a lot of guidance from them in being able to say like, okay, this is, this is how you should plan out your day. This is, this is how like you should document this. Um, but real estate and food are two completely different businesses. So it's, it's still very, very different and so much of a learning experience every single day that we're doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, but for you and your sister, did you guys ever do anything when you were younger, like entrepreneurial? Honestly, no. Uh, Sabrina is a nurse and uh, she is a mom. She's a mom of three. She's a wife. She's got this beautiful house. And I'm, I'm so proud of my sister. Um, and she, you know, she's been a nurse forever. Um, she she graduated high school and then went to college. And she she's just been this extremely amazing, really caring nurse. Um, so with a nurse and like a full time job and a family and everything, um, you know, she wasn't able to do anything entrepreneurial. And I was uh, traveling. I lived in Florida for a while. I had all these random jobs. I always thought that maybe I should try to do something of my own, but I never acted on it until I had to. And I, sometimes you don't really get to do anything or you don't get to, you don't get to learn until you actually just go for it. And that's what we did. We were just both like, you want to, you want to, you want to just do something. And, and we, we weren't sure if it was going to be real estate or if it was going to be like, you know, a, just, I don't know, a lemonade stand, but, but we ran into this opportunity that my dad was kind of just like, Hey, there's a food truck online. Y'all want to, y'all want to try, y'all want to try it. And also the thing is I, I have always thought I should go into food. I always thought like, if I allow myself to cook, I think it would work. So as soon as, as soon as he, sh he showed us that food truck, I was like, Oh, you're going to regret saying that you're, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're, it's now going back at this point. And so we just, we just decided to do it. Um, well, so that, that's, uh, that's awesome. So the, this whole thing kind of happened because your dad saw the food truck for sale online. That, that was the, like the serendipity of it all. Like it was just this like perfect storm of, um, I, I, because like I said, um, I had lost my, job and my apartment and everything because of COVID in Florida. Uh -huh. So I moved back home and I had some money saved up and I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll invest it in something. So I went to my dad kind of like, do you have any advice? And Sabrina was in the same boat. She was a travel nurse. So she was going oh, okay. all over Texas. Uh, she was pregnant actually at the time. So she was a pregnant COVID ICU travel nurse. And she came back and she was just also in the same boat where she's like, I have a little bit of money. I want to invest it in something like, what can I do? And we, I didn't know that she was doing that. She didn't know that I was like talking to my dad. So my dad 
just he he just is always browsing Craigslist. Like he's always just like, yeah, what's that? I do this, you know. It's just it's just that man. Um, so he was like, well, why don't y'all do this like little side gig kind of thing where y'all just have a little food truck and you sell Frito pies and like you know whatever. And that's kind of how it started. We were supposed to do just like a simple menu and, you know, which absolutely nothing is wrong with that. I admire like so many people that have those kinds of menus where it's like Frito pie and concessions and stuff. But once we got it, we were like, well, let's let's try and do something a little bit different. And it, it I mean, exactly what, what is this podcast called? Like Side Hustle or Side Hustle? Side Hustle, the small business podcast. Yeah. That's exactly what happened with us. I mean, it was just supposed to be this like little side gig. And now it's like we have a running functional business of two years that is doing, I think it's yeah. doing pretty well. So for both of you, it started kind of as a side hustle. Um, is your sister still a nurse? Is she doing this still as a side hustle and this is full time for you? Or how's the split between the two of you? She is just, oh, my gosh, she is just one of those power people. It's just there's just some people who just want to do it all and they can and it's like how do you do it but they do it <laughs> what uh, but she is still a nurse full-time she's a hospice nurse now so she's not traveling wow. uh but okay. she, all over texas she still travels but um she is still of course a mom <laughs> um, she still is an active part of her children's lives but she's still able to come and we both make all of our business decisions together there's not a single decision that we don't make together um she is still there and she's able to help me prep on food she comes and takes orders on the truck like she is a very interactive person on she, i mean she's she's a huge part of our business um that being said, I, I have been a student for the past two years. I actually just graduated with my bachelor's degree. Um, so, which is great. Uh, Congratulations. That's the awesome. Most part, thank you. For the most part, um, I have been, uh, you know, just the one to kind of deal with planning events, scheduling. Um, I mean, we both share marketing responsibilities, but we, 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 we just have our own roles in the business. We both have our own roles and it just comes together in a way that we just figured it out, you know? It was hard at the beginning, uh, just splitting things, but now we've kind of figured it out in, in how we, we share roles. Yeah. Um, so uh, listeners might understand, because I don't know that I have any concept of what this would be, but um, buying a food truck, how much are we talking about that it costs to buy a used food truck like this? Like, where did you guys land in terms of having to spend to buy that? Yeah, so we, um, we, we were, I mean, this was supposed to be something that was an investment of money, not necessarily like a financed thing. We, we weren't planning on like getting into debt or anything for it. So luckily, I mean, that was something that we were able to do. Uh, we were able to just purchase it. Uh, the food truck itself, when we started, I want to say it was like 25000 but it had okay. all the equipment in it. Uh, it had, I mean, really everything we needed to just have like a very... I mean, like that, that basic menu that we were going to talk about or that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, you know, Frito pies and things like that. It, it would have been perfect for that. But after we nailed down the menu and we realized, OK, we need this, we need that. If we want to make it work, we have to do this. So we, we still had to spend another maybe like five thousand dollars in renovations and new equipment and, and getting it exactly how we wanted to painting. I mean, it was it was just Great, very uh, lime green, bright colored uh, <laughs> little, little, little dingy truck when we first got it. And it was so cute. But 
we wanted it to kind of reflect us and and our menu and and we have this right. really nice blue and so it it i mean total for like a used any it could go anywhere from like 20 to 30 thousand dollars okay yeah that that's a good benchmark yeah. for people to know and understand um, mm-hmm. if they want to run a food truck, what it's going to take to, to make it all happen. Um, so yeah. when you were starting this business, um, was there anything that made you nervous about making this leap into this and going all in? And, and if so, how did you overcome that? Well, we both were, I mean, I think it was just, it was so fast. It was so fast the way everything moved because we bought the trailer and then we kind of let it sit for a little bit while we were figuring out just everything, menu, like all, all of those things, renovations. And um, but once we got to a certain point where I think what we had to do was we just had to schedule an event that we couldn't get out of. And our very first event, it, I mean, we had to pay a fee to get into that event. So, of course, we're going to do it. Um, so once we scheduled that event, we we're like, OK, permit. Uh, you know, licensing, uh, you know, getting the menu straight, like getting the equipment. And once we got to that, it just moved so fast. There was no time to be nervous. There was no time because I wake up, you know, you'd wake up at six in the morning, work all day, 14, 15 hours on the food truck. And then you go to bed and there's no time to think about like, ah, is this, this is scary because you're so tired and you just go to bed. <laughs> but, but I mean, of course, of course, we still were nervous. We still were nervous. Uh, it, it, it's something that neither of us had done before, but we just knew that if we wanted to make it work, we just we just got to go for it. We just got to go for it and do our absolute best. And, and that's what we did. Yeah. I, so the, and the business that you picked um, for somebody that's not in the food space is to me a little bit difficult because yeah. there's all these regulations and health regulations mm-hmm. that um, you have to have on top of it and you have to comply with and do really well with. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. you can get in, in big trouble. You can make people sick yeah. and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. How did you figure all of that stuff out? Well, it, it was a process. It was a process. I think we purchased the truck in February and we didn't open until we had a grand opening late May, early June. So this was six months of us planning and, um, like I said, renovating. But the, the, the application process can be a little bit lengthy and it can be a little bit intimidating because, of course, you have to get food service, uh, food, food handlers for your staff. You, you have to have a, a food manager, so I'm the food manager, and I have to be on the truck whenever it's open at all times um, because you have to have somebody who is knowledgeable, but also like a little bit further than, you know, you got to have a manager, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it, it was like, I think it was a little bit intimidating. However, knowing that we are just a mobile restaurant and we're in all these environments um, and we're dealing with a lot of dangerous stuff. We deal with propane, we deal with gas, we deal with ventilation, uh, it, it, it quit like fire itself. Like we literally have running fire in the food truck. Um, it, it, it's dangerous. So I'm like glad we have these, um, these, these permits and licensing in place because it taught me a lot of how to properly handle my business right. and how to properly run it. Um, yep. it's hard, but it's, it's necessary. It's a necessary difficulty, I guess. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. 
Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at Hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. So talking about uh, difficulty, um, running a business like this and uh, having life and all of those things at the, at the same time, it's stressful. How do you manage and kind of think about stress with the business and full and you're not even in the same location day to day, right? You're really yeah. moving around all over the city. Um, yeah. And then life and, and personal commitments and family and friends and all that stuff. How do you think about managing stress with all of that? Oh, it, it is stressful. It is stressful uh, because, I mean, for me, I, I was a student and I was a student full time. So juggling that with, I, I think a lot of people see it a food truck and they see that it's only open two or three days a week or maybe four days a week. And they're just like, oh, well, you show up, you you give out the food and then you go home. But it is, oh my God, I wish, you know? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that that we're a scratch kitchen. So we put so much care and effort into our food. Every, all of our sauces are made from scratch. I mean, I, I, I cut through eight or like, I don't know, a hundred pounds of meat a week. Sometimes I have a hundred pounds of meat just for a given day and I have to cut it and I have to marinate it. Um, so yeah, it, it can be very stressful because it's like, okay, we have a three hour service, but it takes a day and a half of prep just to get to that point. And then we got to clean afterwards. And then it's, it's so lengthy. Um, however, managing all that, I, I think Sabrina and I have, and we've talked about this, where it's like sometimes the best thing that we can do to manage our stress is to just look at the progress that we've made um, and and the regulars that we have and the people that keep coming back and with things like this kind of just lift us up because we we have a fun story and, and we've made it work. And it's it's like sometimes you just need to take a step back and be like, I did that. Like, like, for example, this past weekend, um, we had a really big event in Kingsville, which is like an hour and a half drive from us with that trailer. And it was like, it was only four hours, but we were expected to put out like 300 plates. And it, it was, it, it was, a, it was a huge amount of planning and delegating and making sure everything's on time and, and, and just a huge amount of management. But at the end of it, we were just like, oh my God, like, we made it work. Like uh, there were some things that maybe could have been done better or this or that. But at the end of the day, like we did that and we, we kind of know what we're doing now. And that feels really good. And that just kind of takes away all of that, like uh, anxiety, like, can I do it? Can I not do it? It's like, no, we've already done it and we'll be okay on the next one because we just did it before. Yeah. So r right now, um, it's been two years. You've got the one truck. What's kind of the grand vision here. A lot of people that do food trucks, they're eventually they want to have a storefront, you know, a, yeah. a place that doesn't roll around on wheels. Is, is that yeah. the idea or, you know, what, what's the grand vision for you two? Oh, it's, it's hard because we love the food truck life. I, I, I love just being a huge part of community events. We do things like farmer's markets and art walks and, and even things like birthday parties and stuff. But at the same time, um, we do, we want to grow and we need to grow. Uh, we, we have ideas with our menu that we want to see expanded because a lot of people don't get the chance to see us because 
they're like, oh, I have to keep up with them when they're going to be open. Oh, it looks good, but like I have to go find them. We want to grow. We want everybody in Corpus to know about us. Like we, I, I, we have plans to make it out of Corpus. We want things in San Antonio and Austin. And, and so next up, we would love to do a brick and mortar. We, we, we have ideas about a really cool bar that we'd like to do and, and like kind of a little bit of a rebranding with us. Um, but that will take some time. It's, it's on the horizon for us right now. Um, but we, we still love our little food truck. I mean, it's, it's gotten us to where we are. We love her. We, we never want to give her up. Um, even if we do open a restaurant, we want to keep her around for a while. Um, but we, we do really want to grow and, and we are considering a lot of different options with it. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. I've seen quite a few just in the last few years, you know, there's such an interest in food trucks. I've seen, uh, organizations that have many, many, you know, dozens of storefronts that have moved into uh, having food trucks so that they That's can true. do what you're talking about, go to events and things like that, where mm -hmm. they can provide more than just the, the, the canned food that they would have provide, you know, like the prepackaged yeah. stuff. And it's a little bit more fresh. So um, yeah. I, I think the, the path that you're on is, is pretty interesting. Have you heard of the restaurant uh, Cilantro? Chi Chi Lantra. I no, I haven't. They uh they've always been kind of like our uh not not so much in terms of menu, but just like in terms of business idea. Like they are our inspiration. We are like I I actually uh tried them years ago in a storefront and I was like, oh this is so good, it's Korean fusion. But I saw them on Shark Tank not too long ago and I looked them up and they had started on a food truck. I mean Korean immigrant. And he started on a food truck and then now they they branched into brick and mortar. But now they have a, they have like 10 locations of brick and mortars. And then they also have their food trucks going around the city, too. So they found a way to keep them together. And, and you know, the food truck can go to the events and people can still show up and have lunch in this spot where they can sit down in the brick and mortar. So I, I think that's like ideal for us because our, our menu is so food trucky. Like it's, it's so fun for community events. So we would love to do something like that in the future. So I, you know, I find it um, uh, interesting. And I've got a question for you uh, about boundaries because it's so easy to let these things kind of blend together, especially when you're doing a food business, because I mean, your friends want to come and hang out because you've got a food truck. And oh, you know, Sarah's got the food truck. Let's go eat and hang out with her. Like, you know, how do you deal with setting boundaries and making sure that work doesn't bleed into everything that you do? Oh, that's that's a hard one, because I am so proud of this business. <laughs> and uh -huh. sometimes I do let it become just everything I want to talk about because I'm so proud of it. Um, but at the same time, like I, 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 tr I do try and separate it a little bit and bringing up how you were talking about friends want to come by and stuff. Um, I, I love seeing people and I love befriending people who come to the truck because they just love the food and then they think we're cool. So we end up talking <laughs> and everything. Um, but at the same time, it is, it can be very difficult to, um, to work and also, have those conversations. Uh, with, what's hilarious, uh, there's um, there's an art walk that we do. It's the first of the uh -huh. month, it's every single month. 
And it's like the community event of the month. Like everybody's out there. There's bars, there's, uh, you know, little vendors and stuff. And it, it's just, you know, a lot of our friends show up. So they'll they'll come to the truck and be like, hey, Sarah, how you doing? Oh, my gosh, like this and this and this. I'm, I'm out here with this. And I'm like, like, I'm, I'm trying to turn my asada and I'm trying to put tacos together and I'm trying to play. And I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, you know, like. Okay, cool. Good, good to see you, man. All right, let me turn this real quick. <laughs> and, uh, but it's it's also hilarious because uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's also hilarious because uh, I I I like that they get to see me in action, and I like that right. they get to be like, oh, okay, like this is this is this is Sarah, like in her in her mode right now. Um, yeah. So it's hard to separate the boundaries, but overall, I think it just comes with the territory of being something you're really proud of. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's a funny thing right there, because um, your friends are like, I'm just going to go say hi to Sarah. But Sarah is working. <laughs> like, yeah. I am in full yeah. work mode and they don't always necessarily recognize that. Um, and we're just so open, like the food truck is yeah. covered in windows and everything. So right. you really can't see every single thing that, that we're doing in the food truck. So it's very it's it's very much like just this open way for people to be like, hey, I'm like, hey. <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah, if you I, were I like, like if you were in a kitchen in a restaurant, they would not see you. There would be no way to just yeah. say hey um, and something like that. Um, okay, yeah. so you, you've been at this for a couple of years now. Um, if you could go back in time and do something differently, uh, what would that be and why? Well, that's a great question. Honestly, I think everything that we've done has been so necessary to do. De- to the development. Uh, I think I, this would be something that I would tell myself. I think I would have liked to have seen myself a little bit more open to uh, criticism and um, open to ideas a little bit more because at the end of the day, all of this, I mean, we're family run and it's not just me and my sister. It's my dad who was, I drive the trailer now, but my dad was driving the trailer for, you know, a year and a half. And my mom was helping prep and, you know, and it's, it's, it was, it it is a family business. Um, Being that, you know, me and Sabrina manage everything, sometimes it can feel like if people are providing suggestions, it's, it's a little bit more of a critique on you. And that's not the case. Everybody just wants to see the business go and succeed as, as, as much as it can. And, And they've got, you know, like, okay, like, this is how you can do this. And this is how you can do this. And, and sometimes I could be a little bit of a, you know, there's yes, man, I'm like a no man. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that won't work because of this. But I think I, I, if I could change anything, I would be a little bit more open to, to listening. Um, and that's something that I think I've been doing a good job now of, but I know there have been ways in the past that we could have benefited if I was a little bit more open. And that's just, just, you know, but we learn and we grow and that's all I can do. That is that it's some great self-reflection. And I love that. Um, OK, uh, two more questions for you. One, um, what would you tell someone who's thinking about taking a leap uh, and launching a side hustle like y'all did or taking their side hustle and making it a full time business? I would say to. Um, I mean, don't take your time if you want to do it, then you have to just you have to just jump in with it because it's it's like this is a tough industry this is a tough industry uh food we're talking food we're talking 
the business side of it. I mean, food alone is rough. Opening a business is rough. But a food business is hard, especially whenever you don't have this like brick and mortar to to keep all of your stuff and everything's in one place. It's like you have to plan and you have to do this and that. But uh, I know there's there's hard things about opening a restaurant, too. So it's going to be hard. I think just coming to terms with the fact that it's going to be hard, you are going to struggle, but you can't let that um, hinder you. You just have to be okay with being uncomfortable um, because there will be, I think there's probably been like a handful of times in two years where everything went as it was supposed to. (laughs) And adaptability is the name of the game. If you can't adapt, then what are you going to do? You're never going to grow. So um, just, just getting to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is my, is my suggestion. Uh, Okay. Last question for you. Uh, Most of our listeners, including me, are nowhere near Corpus Christi. So we're not going to be able to come to Loli's Streetery. What is the one secret? Uh, well, when we come, we will come by Loli's. Come by, uh, come on. And, and come and chat with you while you're working. Uh, but, yeah. but, but while we don't have that opportunity, what's the one thing that we could do to make excellent street corn at home? Um, that's a great question. Uh, because you can you can make really good street corn off the cob, but you can also make really good street corn out of the can. I think the key, the key absolutely is figuring uh-huh. out a way to get a good char on your corn. If you can figure out how throw it in the cast iron, go go to your go to your kitchen right now, pull out your cast iron skillet and just throw some corn on there. I don't care if you got it from a bag or from, you know, get a good char on it. Look up some really Mexican spices. I, I won't give out our spice game, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> secret recipes and all that. But um, yeah, just you, you can find ways to make it a quality dish without having to spend all the money or having to be like in a real pr- commercial kitchen. Um, you know, just just but the secret is, I think, the way that you get it to get as close to authentic as you can is make sure you get like a good little char on it. Nice. That yeah. That is a good, good <laughs> tip right there. Um, Sarah, this has been fantastic. Where can our listeners find and connect with you online? So we are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, no Twitter, but Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Lolly Streetery, L-O-L-I-S. And Streetery is eatery on the street, S-T-R-E-A-T-E-R-Y. Um, at Lolly Streetery on Instagram, Facebook, Lolly's Space Streetery, um, and then TikTok at Lolly Streetery 361. Streetery, Streetery, Streetery. How many, how many times can you say that fast? <laughs> and that's, um, and so they can use those accounts to find out where you are, right? You, you guys post where, yes. where the truck is. There's actually a really, uh, and this is, I mean, even if you're not near us or, or you're not planning on coming to see us, there's a website called Street Food Finder that's a really good tool for finding food trucks. I, I'm pretty sure it's nationwide, um, but it's, it's, it's uh, you can just see what food trucks or tent vendors are nearby. Not restaurants, but specifically food truck and tent vendors, because we all have different hours and different locations. So streetfoodfinder.com slash streetery. We post that on all of our social medias, but also if you just want to see what's around you and also see where we're going to be at that's the best place to find us oh man that's an awesome bonus tip right there i love that yes um support your food trucks guys love it love it sarah thanks so much for being on the show today 
Thank you so much, Sunday, for having us. This has been so much fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit Hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit Hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. You can find out more about me at my website, sanjayparik.com.